You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hey guys, so thanks for listening. Um, this is going to be a first attempt at um, the podcast that I hope to record called The Conversationalist. Um, it's basically going to cover um, pretty much anything I want to talk about. Um, I wouldn't really pigeonhole it into any one thing. Uh, it's going to cover airsoft, um, conventions, uh, comic books, movies, um, just anything that uh, you know I find interesting or anybody else with a pulse uh, would find interesting. Um, so, you know, if you guys don't recognize my voice or um, know who I am... Um, I co-host uh, Grill Airsoft Radio, um, which has been running for a few years now. Uh, I've been on that show for probably about two to two and a half years, roughly. Um, still doing the podcast, still love to do that podcast, and uh, you know this podcast isn't really aiming to take away um, from anything we're doing on Gorilla Airsoft Radio. It's just sometimes there's so much content that, uh, you know, a lot of times we have to really narrow down um, what it is that uh, we want to talk about because a lot of uh, our show is drunken rambling, as uh, Beast would put it. Um, so with that in mind, um, a lot of times there's a lot of things that we do gloss over. Um, some of them do tend to be redundant. A lot of them involve, um, you know... Uh, as uh, I guess Al Covey would put it um, from Thumpy's 3D House of Airsoft is like air stupid stuff. Um, stuff where, you know, people are using airsoft guns for the wrong reasons, getting themselves hurt for um, even stupider reasons. Um, you know, so those things I think need to be talked about. I mean, I guess that, uh, you know, nobody wants to, you know, hear the same droning on and on of different things, but. You know, at the same time, if we're not talking about them and reminding people that they need to be uh, safe with their airsoft guns, um, I don't know, I guess you would assume that because you're not really hearing about it from anybody or any of the, you know, airsoft news sources that are out there, um, you know, that it's not going on as much, which typically isn't the case. I think a lot of times just, you know, people get tired of covering the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, people get tired of hearing about the same things that are, you know, being talked about all the time. And so at some point you would just hope that people, you know, would have, you know, gotten it through their head that, you know, they shouldn't be using airsoft guns in public, taking them to schools. Um, you know, and then there's things that we can't help where people are using airsoft guns for stupid reasons. Um, you know, completely unrelated to airsoft, like in the use or in the commission of a crime. Um... You know, but things like that, a lot of a lot of those kind of things, we don't tend to cover as much as we uh, had been on uh, the Girl Airsoft Radio podcast. Uh, you know, also, too, is, you know, we try to focus mostly on um, Airsoft itself. You know, we talk a lot of shit on the podcast. We cuss and, um, you know, stuff can really fly off the rails sometimes, especially when there's a lot of alcohol involved. Um, you know, on this podcast, you know, I'm probably going to be 
partaking in a beverage myself, you know, when I'm doing this, it kind of helps me get loose when, you know, I'm talking on the, uh, you know, talking uh, in, in this capacity in, in a podcast. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things running through my mind that I want to talk about or that, that I want to touch on, you know, without missing anything. And so, you know, between that and like looking over at the sound recorder and seeing that, you know, at this point, we're only like four minutes in, you know, you really feel like, wow, am I really going to have enough to talk about? Or, you know, is there is there enough content, you know, for this show to even go on any longer? Um, you know, but what I'm hoping to do is, you know, talk about um, Airsoft. But, I mean, I know a lot of Airsoft people, you know, um, in general, I mean, obviously have a lot of air, uh, interests, you know, outside of Airsoft. Um, you know, everybody wants to know, like, you know, the opinion of, you know, what Marvel movie... Um, you know, how, how good it was or, um, you know, a movie's coming out and they want to talk about it or, you know, just, uh, you know, things related to, um, you know, that, you know, that genre. Um, you know, I used to be really big into comic books, uh, when I was younger. Um, I've pretty much been out of that game for an extremely long time. Um, so I have like your general basic knowledge. I mean, maybe more than somebody else that has absolutely like no foot in comics at all. Um, but I'm in by no means, a like an expert of any kind. Um, so, but I do have an interest in it regardless. And so, you know, there are certain, you know, releases that have come out that, you know, do interest me and, you know, I would like to talk about, but are obviously things that I can't talk about on an airsoft podcast where people are, hoping to, you know, just learn, you know, or listen, um, specifically in regards to that. So, um, you know, hence the reason, uh, that, you know, I'm hoping to, uh, move forward with this podcast. Um, you know, I, I really just want to, you know, talk about all the things that interest me and that I hope that other people are also, um, you know, interested in, um, in general that also has to do with Airsoft, if that makes sense. And I feel like I'm like really, uh, you know, really droning on, I guess, at this point and, you know, what my aim is as far as uh, this podcast is concerned. Um, but it won't it won't always be just me talking specifically. Um, you know, my idea is to, I don't know, obviously be the mainstay of the podcast, but uh, to have, you know, different co-hosts come in, you know, pretty often, you know, some people, you know, probably from the Grill Airsoft Radio podcast like Joe or Joe and Ben, um, you know, to kind of provide some commentary, you know, and those guys, you know, they, they give two shits about like comic books or, or conventions or things like that. But, um, it, it would, you know, it'd be good to kind of get, you know, the other take on somebody like outside, you know, of the circle, you know, on like what their opinion is on, on that kind of thing. Um, I do attend a lot of conventions, uh, well, I mean, a lot for me, you know, probably not a lot for somebody else. Um, my first podcast was, uh, sorry, not podcast. My first convention um, was WonderCon in Anaheim. That was the first time I'd ever gone to a convention. It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, but at that point, you know, I pretty much uh, knew at that point that I wanted to start attending, you know, other conventions. I had tried um, for several years to um go to comic-con but if you've ever tried to get comic-con tickets you know how fucking impossible it is at times to get uh those tickets 
uh, after probably about, uh, you're not even exaggerating, probably about nine years of trying to get uh, Comic-Con tickets, I finally got some. And I was like pretty fucking stoked. I mean, I would say the past four years, um, I've gone to Comic-Con. Um, had a great time, and every year has been better than the next. You know, getting used to what it is that, you know, Comic-Con has to offer. There was just so much initially the first time I went that it was like no other convention I'd been to. I mean, up to that point, the only experience I had was WonderCon. Um, you know, and so, you know, between trying to get into Comic-Con and BlizzCon, Comic-Con happened first. And over the years, you know, I kind of figured out, okay, there's these things I'm going to do outside the convention after hours, um, you know, that I want to do. Um, you know, like the Hollywood Babylon with, uh, you know, Kevin Smith that usually takes place at the House of Blues. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, Chris Hardwell come and do like stand up or he'll record for his podcast, you know, associated with the Nerdist, you know, in the Gaslap district, uh, usually after hours as well. You know, so there are things to do outside the convention. Um, you know, but when I first started going to the convention, like, I would mainly just go to all the booths and try to hit all the booths. Um, I wasn't really trying to get into panels. Um, I was pretty much a con noob. And, uh, you know, by the next year I realized, you know, I'm missing a lot of stuff, you know, associated with these panels. So started trying to get into panels and when I made it into a few good ones, uh, you know, but some of the stuff that I did do was paid, like, you know, meet and greets and things like that that were outside, um, of Comic-Con, um, like in the exterior where like the nerd machine is and all that kind of thing. Um, so like I said, over time, you know, I started, uh, you know, getting into these panels and just started meeting more people and getting to see, you know, all these cool insider things that, you know, were like sneak previews where a lot of the stuff hasn't been announced yet. And I started to really appreciate like, you know, um, you know, the panels that were being offered at these conventions and, you know, kind of found a stride in, um, you know, what I wanted, um, out of the conventions in general. And so, uh, you know, year after year, I'm even more excited to go to the, you know, convention, experience it and everything that it has to offer, except, um, you know, this year being the exception, uh, it's probably been, well, it feels like two weeks, but I think it's only actually been a week. Uh, since open registration closed, um, general open registration closed for Comic-Con, um, for this year, um, they did their registration different, which in my mind, you know, was a pretty stupid fucking thing to do, um, they're, you know, the way it used to work was you registered online, you know, you obviously had to already have, uh, you know, some sort of sign-in information associated with their website, and when you bought tickets, you know, it was associated with your name and your username. And then once you had those tickets, you would pick them up at the convention the day you showed up. And you would go through a small process where somebody would, you know, basically check your ID against the badge. They'd give you your badge, print it out and all that stuff like that. They'd give you your bag and everything associated with the, you know, the convention for that day. And that's how you got your badge. You know, it was a good way, you know, to make sure that nobody was buying four badges that they didn't need, you know, um, and, you know, to make sure that the person that was actually purchasing the bag, the badge, was the same person. Well, this year, I don't know why they changed it, but they decided to, um, you know, basically 
uh, sell them like you would sell any other ticket. I mean, you still had to have your name and sign-in information like normal. Um, you know, and it basically said that, you know, you still had to have the person's, like, last name and username in order to, you know, register a person for the ticket. The problem is, is that all people had to do were create multiple accounts with different information and then basically register their name with these other fictitious accounts that they have and they'll all get sent to their address and now they have you know what are basically three badges in addition to their badge that they can now sell and I mean just just for curiosity I went on eBay and I typed in like 2016 badges for comic-con and somebody is selling two badges with um, a male person's name on the badge two of them for the low low price of three thousand dollars and anybody who goes to comic-con knows that you know those badges you know for a four-day pass with the preview nights like 200 bucks so you know people expected that that was going to happen yet you know comic-con still did it in their infinite wisdom and this is ex you know and this is the kind of thing that's keeping like you know fans that want to go see you know, the conventions and, you know, I mean, the convention and all the cool things associated with the convention, they're keeping people like me from going to the convention. You know, this year, for whatever reason, I mean, the odds were, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the odds of it happening are pretty horrible. Um, but uh, my wife and I, you know, we both have been going to Comic-Con for a few years. We all, we both have our username and ID, and then there's a number that's associated with your badge. Well, when you, um, you know, pre-register, you, you automatically get put into like a pre-ticket sale, um, like a, you know, ticket pre-sale that takes place weeks before, um, you know, the general sale does. And typically, you know, a good amount of people are able to purchase a badge um, in that pre-sale. But in this instance, you know, there was a lot of rules that were set up to say, hey, look, you know, you know, you can't be opening multiple windows, you know, with your sign-in info or else it's going to mess this up, you know, with, uh, you know, the ticket buying program that they were running, um, you know, basically to ensure that everybody's not constantly hitting refresh and like crashing, um, you know, the site. Um, but what ended up happening was we have two computers. She was on hers. I was on mine. Um, you know, we'd entered all of our info and we'd follow the rules down to it, you know, down to the last letter of what we needed to do um and basically you know some people have described it as like the reaping you know with uh um i can't think of the fucking movie with uh jennifer lawrence it's completely eluding me right now um but hunger games you know essentially you know you basically are putting yourself in this random uh you know picking universe and then it just is supposed to just randomly like pick your name and decide you know whether you're going or not going and so you know we'd both entered and you know the at the time that we were supposed to and you know chances are is that one of us should have been able to get tickets but for whatever reason she wasn't able to buy tickets i wasn't able to buy tickets we completely missed out on the pre-sale and we think that it might have been uh, some sort of glitch, you know, with uh, the ticket sale. Because it said you couldn't actually have multiple windows open of the same, um, you know, of the same kind. 
And I think because we were both using the same internet connection, even though we had, uh, you know, different info and information like registered, you know, for the pre-sale, um, we were both using Google Chrome um, because hers had closed out once or twice, but apparently it's not supposed to, you know, kick you out of the line that you were in. But we think that because we were both using Google Chrome that that might have been part of the problem. That maybe I should have been using Chrome and she should have been using Internet Explorer. Um, but long story short... You know, we didn't get tickets for the pre-sale, pre-sale, which we were pretty bummed for because we knew that basically not getting tickets for the pre-sale, that there was a good chance that we weren't going to be able to get tickets in uh, the general registration just because, I mean, it had taken us years and years and years of trying before we were finally able um, to get tickets to Comic-Con in the general registration. And the way the registration works now it's not, you know, how fast or, you know, how on time you are. It's about whether or not you get picked at random by this algorithm that basically, like, picks you out of a hat. Which, in one way, I can understand that they're trying to be fair, and that's why they're doing it. At the same time, they don't want the website to crash, so I get that too. But on the other end, you know, for those people that are trying to get, you know, be Johnny on the spot, you know, and get there, like, as soon as it fucking hits 9 o'clock to be able to get a ticket we're out, you know, so, you know, it's pretty much left up to chance, and, uh, you know, our chances weren't great, so, um, general registration came up, you know, this past, uh, Saturday, um, I believe it was between, like, 8 and 9 in the morning, and, uh, we both tried again, and this time we tried it from different connections with, uh, you know, different, um, you know, search tools and, you know, the same result. Uh, neither of us got tickets. You know, we're pretty bummed. You know, we'd already prepaid for our room for the days that we planned on attending. Um, you know, and I mean, some of you listening might be like, oh, boohoo, you know, I haven't got to go yet. Or, you know, you know, you shouldn't have prepaid for, you know, your room if you didn't know if you were going to be able to go or not. Um, you know, you're right. But the thing is, is if you've ever gone to Comic-Con... You know that people, you know, the day the convention ends are already um, reserving rooms, you know, for the next year. Um, you know, I mean, pretty much pretty much as soon as they announce what the dates are going to be for next year, the, you know, the, the rooms are already, like, you know, checking out, like, hotcakes. Like, you pretty much have to get on the train and, like, get your room before there aren't any. And so we were just trying to, you know, be positive and assume that we were going to be able to get tickets. But, uh, you know, it just didn't pan out that way. You know, we do still plan on going. And, you know, this is going to be the first year we're basically going to be like, okay, well, we're not going to be able to get into the convention to, you know, visit some of the booths that we typically do. Obviously, we're not going to be able to do any of the, uh, you know, panels associated with the convention, which is, um, you know, a pretty big bummer because there are some, you know, things we want to do in particular. Um, you know, but we want to make the most of it. There's a lot of stuff that's outside the convention, you know, to do. Um, so we're just going to focus on those things. We're going to focus on some of the after hour stuff that takes place at night, um, you know, and try to make the most of it, you know, and have something to talk about. I mean, cause there's going to be plenty of stuff there for us to do. Uh, you know, so we're not going to let the fact that we didn't get, you know, tickets, you know, basically kill it for us. You know, hopefully we have better luck next year and we're able to get the convention tickets. I know that, you know, me and my wife are not the only people, you know, that got burned on the ticket buying. You know, I know that there's other people that have probably been attending 
Comic-Con far longer than we have, you know, that basically at some point got purged, you know, from the system. I, I did hear last year that there were a couple of people that were long-time Comic-Con attendees that, you know, didn't get badges. So, you know, I'm not expecting anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm just a little disappointed at uh, the method that Comic-Con chose to favor in order, um, you know, to smooth in the process of selling tickets, but in, at the same time, you know, basically made it easier for people to, you know, buy multiple badges that aren't necessarily going to be using them and basically make it that much easier for people to, you know, hawk the tickets, you know, double, triple, quadruple the price. You know, in this case, you know, two, two $200 tickets that would have cost 400 bucks for two people, you know, somebody is trying to sell on eBay for $3,000. It's just insane. And, um, you know, it keeps, you know, regular people like, you know, me and my wife or anybody else out there listening, you know, from going to that event. So I'm just really disappointed. I really hope that next year they go back to the old way that they used to, where they actually check your ID before they gave you the badge, just so, you know, this kind of thing doesn't happen again, where people are buying multiple badges and, and, uh, you know, selling them to the highest bidder because it's, it's really not fair to those people that really genuinely just want to attend as opposed to those that just want to, you know, fatten their pocketbook. And I'm no fucking communist. You know, yes, that's great. You know, you found a way to fucking make money. That's excellent. But, you know, you're you're boning, you know, your fellow people that, you know, want to go to this convention and just think it's kind of fucked up. I mean, you couldn't find a way to make money some other way. Uh, you know, that would have been awesome. So, um, so we're going to Comic-Con. Last year, we actually were able to make it out to uh, BlizzCon, which was fantastic. BlizzCon... Same story, you know, I'll kind of keep it short on this one, but, you know, BlizzCon is the same story. We tried for several years, actually I think a little bit longer than Comic-Con, because we've basically been playing, uh, well, I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft uh, since about three months after release. Um, you know, a couple of my buddies got into it, none of which play anymore. I'm the only one that still fucking plays. Most of them quit after BC and, uh, you know, Wrath of the Lynch King, so... Uh, me and my wife still play, you know, we play some, you know, other of the Blizzard games, so, um, you know, we were always trying to, you know, get into BlizzCon, but BlizzCon was the same thing, it was just in fucking possible to get tickets, and then finally last year, um, you know, we managed to get some, but, you know, we plan on going this year again, but this time I'm not fucking prepaying for a room you know, in the hopes of going just because, you know, who knows if we'll be able to make it. Uh, I mean, from what I understand, just because you had tickets last year doesn't mean you're, you know, going to get fucking, you know, pre-sale, um, you know, privilege, you know, for the next go-around. I think you just, you know, got to be lucky. Apparently, there's been people that have been going for the past couple of years. I don't know what their system is, but, you know, I need to maybe get with somebody to figure that out because I'd really like to be able to at least go to BlizzCon again this year since I basically got, you know, boned out of Comic-Con. Um, you know, but we do plan on going to some extra cons, you know, to basically make up for the loss of not being able to go to Comic Con, you know, going to, plan on going to one here in San Jose, which I think is in about, uh, two weeks, um, I think it's like Silicon Valley Con or, um, something or other, um, uh, you know, Kamikaze, my wife has a press pass for the San Jose one, and I believe the, um, Kamikaze one, she usually, you know, gets a press pass, uh, for that one as well. Um, we might even, you know, travel out of town to go to the one in, uh, Phoenix. Pretty long drive, but, you know, to check something out outside, 
of uh of california so we'll just see how all that pans out you know and there's a lot of airsoft um related events um that are coming up with uh lion claws um american milsim milsim west has something coming up this saturday uh, me and my team team dark brigade which is associated with gorillas off radio podcast um, we're going to be going out to operation new horizon on saturday in santa clarita um, which is um Put on by Operation uh, Operation Lion Claws Military Simulation Series, um, so it's just a one-day event, uh, eight to four, I believe, or nine to nine to four. Um, so um, that that event's always good. Basically, if you want to play in like a Vietnam-type environment, then that's all. That's the place that you want to go. Um, really fucking cool. Kind of small, but I mean, they they pretty much limit the numbers so that it's not like. You know, everybody's on top of one another, and it, it just sucks because it's just, you know, you're constantly getting hosed. Um, it's a good deal. You know, check it out. Um, Jump to Rostov, uh, which is put on by Milsim West. Uh, that's taking place in Clovis, California, which is actually just outside of Fresno. Um, that's going to be taking place from Friday, this Friday, um, to Sunday which is going to be from the 4th through the 6th, I believe. Um, so I believe that's like a 48-hour event or a 40-hour event um, that's taking place there. There's a couple of people locally that are going to be attending that. Um, I didn't plan on attending it because I'd already attended their last event uh, in uh, Victorville, and, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea. So, uh, you know, American Milsim, initially, I think uh, Iron Horse... Uh, I think it just took place this past, this weekend. Um, I believe that was in Georgia. Um, and that, because of that event, it kind of killed um, the registration numbers for Copperhead, which is supposed to take place um, in New Mexico uh, here next month. So because of that, they recently pushed back uh, that event, I believe, to the beginning of September. They just announced the dates on their website. And so I and a few other local people do a plan on um, attending that event. There were a couple of people on my team that were going to make it, but because it was a month earlier and it was going to take place in March instead of April, they couldn't go. So it was kind of lucky that, you know, the numbers suffered the way they did for, you know, people locally because now that it's in September, um, it looks like, you know, a lot of people will be able to go now. Um, there were just so many events that were taking place here in springtime and, you know, coming up close to summer that, uh, you know, it was just sapping everybody's funds to, you have to squeeze one more event that you're going to have to travel across state to, to get to. So, um, you know, really looking forward to all of that. Um, so, um, I mean, I've pretty much droned on for about a half an hour and like what I've planned to focus and, and do, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what my podcast is going to be about, um, you know, and you're probably thinking, well, he mentioned something about movies, but he didn't even mention Deadpool. Already saw it twice. Probably one of the best Marvel movies I've seen. I thought they did a fucking fantastic job. Basically, it looked like somebody actually wrote a comic book that was basically a script that they then just slapped onto the screen as like a live action comic book i mean it they they really did i think a good job in, in making deadpool what he's supposed to be now 
Was he as crazy? No, it seemed like they maybe watered that down a little bit and made him a little less of a schizophrenic, but I think that's just because for those people that aren't familiar with Deadpool, that if they kind of went 110% fucking Deadpool on this movie, that, you know, it basically kind of confuse and might even turn off some people that just, like, aren't fucking familiar with him at all. Uh, I did. I think they really did a good job. I mean, obviously, they made a fuckload of money with an R-rated you know, movie that nobody knew how I was going to do. Now, all of a sudden, everything is going to be R-rated. Um, you know, but that's a really long conversation for another day. So, um, again, you know, I hope I didn't bore you too much. This is not This is probably going to be the only time that I ever talk um, just by myself. And it's basically just to give you a rundown of what, like, what I hope to do. And then from this point on, there's always going to be a guest. It's either going to be my wife providing commentary or some of my, my co-host buddies from Girl Airsoft Radio. Um, probably be alcohol involved. May also include some drunken rambling. We'll try to stay on the rails and talk about, you know, all of the things that I mentioned. Airsoft, comic, uh, you know, cons in general, you know, comics, movies, whatever. Um, you know, if you have questions, um, I'm going to set up an email here. Uh, you know, pretty shortly, it'll probably be uh, conversationalist at gmail.com. So you can email me there and then, um, you know, answer any questions you have or you can just talk shit. I don't know. I mean, that's what our listeners do on our other podcasts. So I wouldn't expect anything less from some people that may also listen to this one as well. So um, till next time. I'll see you guys later. Good night. Hey guys, so I had to add something else to the podcast. It seems that uh, right after I did the um, initial what I plan to do with the podcast, um, I hadn't actually created an an email account um, for any type of correspondence. Uh, On the cuff, I thought, oh, I'll just put conversationalist at gmail.com. As it turns out, that was already taken, so it's actually that conversationalist at gmail.com, just in case you want to email me. Um, Just wanted to throw that out there um, since I provided the wrong info, and I didn't want to re-record a half hour of content. So, um, there it is, the right email. Uh, That's it. Good night. Bye.